On today's edition of the 12 Tries Podcast on the Schmooze, I'll be joined live in studio by Freshest, where we'll discuss the top storylines as we enter week four. Our top five power rankings will be announced, and who knows what else. Buckle up. So much to cover. Let's do it. Get out the way. Get out the way, bitch. Get out the way. Move, bitch. Get out the way. Get out the way, bitch. Get out the way. Okay, so much to get to here, and before we do anything, I want to let everyone know, like I said, we do have Freshest live in studio, recording this on a Saturday afternoon. Freshest, what's going on, man? How are you feeling? Well, I'm feeling good. I'm happy to be here. Uh, I was at the gym this morning. Today was uh, was uh, hit, hit day, high okay. intensity interval training. All right, that sounds good. I want to hear about it, but before we do anything, a quick word from our friends. At the Fender Bender Ender. Do you remember bumper cars? I certainly do. I love bumper cars. And you never notice how bumper cars don't have a scratch on them? Hmm. Could it be because they have bumpers? Well, introducing the Fender Bender Ender. Stealing state-of-the-art technology developed by the founders of Invisalign, the Fender Bender Ender team has developed an invisible bumper to protect your car from scratches, dents, and of course, fender benders. The average American household spends $1,500 a year on car repairs. $1,500. Stop the madness. For only $79.99, the Fender Bender could be yours. After today's show, visit FenderBenderEnder.com and under the referral code, type in SCHMOOZE for 10% off your first order. The Fender Bender Ender, a car's best friend. All right. So, Mr. Freshest, you're at the gym. Still a little hit this morning. You sore? I'm not sore. I did my usual stretching routine pre and post run. Mm. Um, you know, and the gym wasn't too crowded for a weekend morning. You know, it's usually pretty dreary because there's so many people. And, you know, I have to say, move, bitch, get out the way. But <laughs> um, no, uh, it was it was pretty, uh, pretty empty this morning. And uh, yeah, I felt pretty good. Uh, more room for the freshest. All right. So we have a lot to cover. A lot's been going on this season. What's your biggest takeaway so far over the first three weeks? Well, I can't help but but notice the rapid rise of the Baltimore-led 2019 is my year, um, managed by um, one Gabriel Menken. Uh, this is this is a surprise to all of us in the league. I would I would I would assume, um, and probably he's enjoying uh, his first cushion atop the power rankings here in mm-hmm. the twelve tribes. Yeah, we're definitely going to talk about that for sure. Um, one of my biggest takeaways so far this year has to be the mall and the incompetence and embarrassment that is the mall. And uh, yeah, we could take it from there. And this, we're actually recording this on Shabbat and Rosh Hashanah Eve, which is like Christmas for the mall. And we actually have some mall music right here. of Rabbi Akiva. And uh, yeah, 
We, it's, it begs the question, are we getting close to just being the 11 drives? Are we at that point? We have 12 teams in the league and only one team is 0-3. I think it's a fair question. He's been outscored by 122 points so far this year. That's about 40 points each game. Only winless team in the league. The guy makes me want to rip my pay right off. And last year around this time, let me go to my emails here. Because he sent an email that was addressed this week by the king. He writes an email around this time last year. And he said, he, he wrote, Narc, you was, he, he sends it with the subject line. Look at this. I'm coming for all of you with 12 exclamation points. He then says, Narc, you especially. King, I'm not even looking at you anymore. He writes, second highest in points total in the league. Projected to score the most points the rest of the season. Schedule difficulty number one. Coach rating number two. QB number four. RB number two and three. Wide receiver number three and seven. P.S. I'm back in shape and faster than all of you right now. Since that email was sent, he went 500 the rest of the season. And he's 0-3 so far this year, getting destroyed. Um, you, freshest, are a runner. I believe he's training right now for a marathon. What are your thoughts on that? Um, it, 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 uh, it behooves him to train for the marathon because um, as his marathon time decreases, his fantasy record increases and vice versa. Um, and so we see all of us, the time he spends away from fantasy and how it contributes to his, his own demise. So shots were fired this week by the King where he went after the mall and he wrote, and I quote, I want to point out we are only one week away from the mall going 0 and 4. And then we can start to expect the emails, which will predict how he will then go 9-0 in the back half of the year, win points, and destroy us all. Good luck to us all, and Shana Tova. Um, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. It's just a matter of time before he comes back at all of us and starts predicting his own success, which probably won't happen. Let's, let's, let's just call it what it is. His team is terrible. It's probably not going to happen. Um uh, by the way, with, with the holidays, he probably won't be able to listen to this, uh, mod until November, but then he'll probably still be winless. Um, if I look at his, let's, let's look at his schedule real quickly. If I pull up the mole schedule, I look, look at this with me. Uh, where's schedule here? So if we go to schedule and then we pull up the mole. I want to say... Okay, so we're looking at this. He is, again, 0-3. He's playing Noah's Ark this, this week. He's probably going to lose. Then he's got the Natabros week five. That's a loss. Playing Chuckles week six, probably a loss. He's got Big Bridge, freshest, and then week nine, make my mouth pregnant. Is it fair to say week nine is probably his first win of the year? Do you see him winning anything before then? Well, <laughs> what do you think? I think he's going to have to get lucky. 
Is there a chance he beats Big Bridge in week seven? I don't think so. He could beat Chuckles in week six. That's that's the game. Yeah. That's the trap game for Chuckles. Where if Chuckles falls asleep, you which under- week six is when he tends to fall asleep. We've all seen it. Happens every year. Yeah. That's 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 the game where he could take advantage. Probably won't, though. Um, my third takeaway this year is the parity so far in the league. I can't believe I'm saying this, but the parity in this league is, is probably my biggest takeaway. I'd say there are eight, maybe nine teams who, if they made the championship game, you wouldn't be shocked, which is, which is crazy. This is one of the most competitive seasons we've seen, maybe ever, which highlights the Moles' ineptitude probably that much more. It's like everyone in gym class is running a sub eight minute mile and the mall is clocking in at 1230. By the way, as we said, the mall's training for a marathon right now. His wife is eight months pregnant. Mall Jr. just started school. He claims to work 10 hours a day at least. He has to pray to Hashem at least one hour a day. He sends videos of himself playing golf in the simulator. He travels more than George Clooney and whatever that movie was where he travels a lot. And and he's up, some, in, the air. up in the air. And 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 he can somehow train for a marathon. Like, what the fuck am I missing here? What am I missing? He will have a second child within six weeks. Is it m- m- Mrs. Mall just does everything? Is there anything that he does? I'd say the Mall just lives his life like he's at Camp Teva. Camp Monroe. Camp Monroe slash Teva. Camp Meva. This guy, I don't, I, I don't know. But in all seriousness, tell me where I'm wrong. In the Amit Den. Division, you've got the NARC off to a good start at 2-1. The NADS, strongest team they've had in six years, sitting at 2-1 as well. And since you've changed your name back to Freshest, you haven't lost. Um, the Galilee Division, you've got Arliss at 3-0. and You've got uh, 2019 is my year at 2-1. and And the King sitting at 1-2, but he can't be counted out yet either. Never count out the King. You can't count him out. And then the Negev division, you've got Chuckles, you've got Big Bridge sitting at two and one each. And I'd still count worse than the Jets as a team that can turn it around. They'd, they lose Breeze, which hurts. Gurley and Devontae Freeman have been terrible. Can they turn it around? If they do, you know, they could start to string some, some wins together and turn that ship around. What, what, again, that's, that's nine teams right there. That's nine teams. That again, if they were in the championship game, you 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 wouldn't be shocked. Am I wrong? I would not argue against that. Um, Let me just jump in and say for, for one second. Uh, in in pulling up uh, the mole's own roster here, um, and a lot of mole content today. Building building on what Schmooze just just told us. Um, not only did the mole have all that to say one year ago, but only a few weeks ago did he tout his own J- James Conner as a top five ranked RB. Talk to me. Um, I don't even think he's startable. I don't even know if he has enough points to be ranked in the top 24 right now. Um, and so he's already off to a start this week with two of his starters ingrained with zero points and um, a starting tight end that's out of the top 12. Um, and, uh, he's just on the down, the downhill ever since preseason. And, um, you know, the further, the further along the season goes, uh, the steeper he gets in the, in the quicksand. 
probably the least shocking statement that we've had so far uh, on the schmooze. Um, yeah, what else is there to say? It's it's embarrassing to be associated with him in this league, um, especially after everything that he said over the years. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens, but we know what's going to happen. I have a few possible trades that I want to throw out at you and see what what you think. Things that I've been looking at that I think might might help teams, right? So my first my first potential trade. Hear me out here. I, the king's going to do something. So what is he going to do? He's one and two. He could fall to one and three, but you can't count him out, right? He's someone who is shrewd, and if he goes one and three, he might just go one and fifteen on purpose, just to get a high pick. I don't see it happening. Now throw. I just. Throwing the season is not something that we have openly seen here on the 12 Tribes. Uh, I believe this is our 13th season. 14th. 14th season. Yeah. And I don't remember one time where anyone has purposely thrown their own season, let alone a two-time champ. And uh, I think we both know that the the competitive nature that that is the king um, might uh, would have a hard time himself throwing the season. I don't know if it's in his DNA. But is he being competitive by losing every game? By trying to lose? It's like getting the lowest score in golf. Well, now that Saquon's out, it would really surprise me. It would surprise me too. Yes, we've never seen it before. We've also never seen a team trade their entire team, which he did last year. But let's say that he goes forward and wants to make a season out of this. I have, so he loses Saquon. He's going to need help with a running back spot. He's really good historically at accumulating assets. So what if he trades Keenan Allen, stud wide receiver, to the NARC for Carrion Johnson and Delaney Walker? So my thinking here is if you are the NARC, you get arguably the best wide receiver in the league. You have a lot of firepower at your top positions with Deshaun Watson. Um, you're strong at tight end with Zach Ertz. You've got uh, Ezekiel Elliott at running back, and then you got Keenan Allen now. So you're very top-heavy. If you are the king, you're accumulating assets. So now you have a very serviceable running back in on Washington, and you have Delaney Walker, who's a great tight end, who's been, been putting up numbers. Who says no? Who says no to that trade? You're looking intently. So the narc gets Keenan, Keenan Allen, Allen, and who is his currently top scoring player right. outside of Barkley, and he receives in return KJ yep. and Delaney Walker. Correct. Um, giving him a two tight end power play. Mm-hmm. Um, which he's been accustomed to doing in the past. Leaving the NARC with Keenan Allen. Now, does that patch the holes in the arc? I don't know. So he's, he's he won't be as deep as he is right now, but he's, again, he's very top-heavy. Superstars at the top of that. And superstars can win you a championship, as as we've seen. You do it? Who says no? I mean, I think this is a great trade for both teams. I think so, too. And I think it's just a good trade for the whole league. Um, 
I, I, I don't know. Um, being that the commissioner would be involved, I think there would have to be a third party to approve the trade. But, um, you know, looking at it from from where I stand, I don't see any any reason to reject this. So my second trade is – so 2019 is my year. Obviously, off to a great start, as you mentioned. That was your biggest takeaway so far this season. Can they keep it up? If you've noticed, they've been very active on the ad drops every single week. So he's they're really into it. But to sustain this level of excellence in a very competitive league where there's a lot of parity, you need to make moves. You need to take risks. It's something that 2019 is my year has never done and never does. What if he sends, he's very deep at wide receiver. Let me pull up his team real quickly. So pull up, let's pull up 2019 is my year. Look at these wide receivers that he has in his team. So we're looking at, we're looking at Amari Cooper, Mike Evans, Cooper Cup. On the bench, he has Emmanuel Sanders and Sammy Watkins. Very deep at wide receiver. I'm thinking, why doesn't he trade Mike Evans to worsen the Jets for Devontae Freeman? Devontae Freeman has been off to a terrible start. He's the number one back for Atlanta. You have to think if he can stay healthy, he can turn it around. You take a chance. You strengthen your depth at running back. And you don't really lose a lot at wide receiver because you're already deep there. And if you're worse than the Jets, you're getting a number one wide receiver, the number one target for Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has a soft schedule. Um, Jameis Winston and him have a lot of chemistry. Why not take a chance where you're consistently going to get 12-plus points every night from Mike Evans? Who, who rejects that? I would, I, I'll also put in that this past week, um, 2019, faced off against um, – uh, the Arliss at the top of the power rankings, um, and despite a three-touchdown effort from Mike Evans, still came in uh, as the loser in that game. And, and so what more could you ask from Mike Evans? I mean, at this point, I say you sell high. Um, you, you shore up your needs. Take a flyer. Take yeah. a flyer on Demonte Freeman. You've got money to spend in the wide receivers. Um, you know, it's burning a hole in my pocket. Right. I, I, I think that's a good deal for both teams as well. Now, if I'm worse than the Jets, this might be a little crazy, but let's say let's say I make that deal, right? So I give away Devontae Freeman. I pick up Mike Evans. Maybe I then trade Gurley. I know this is crazy. I'll trade Gurley to make my mouth pregnant for Chris Thompson and Wayne Goldman. So Goldman is Saquon's backup. Saquon's going to be out for six to eight weeks. Goldman's going to get all these touches, right? So this is maybe more of a short-sighted trade because you're losing arguably a keeper. But you pick up Chris Thompson, who's been playing well, and you pick up Wayne Goldman, where he's going to get a lot of touches um, and could put up numbers. So I don't know. To me, again, it's short-sighted, but it gives – it gives worse than the Jets a little bit more firepower, a little bit more depth. And for Make My Mouth Pregnant, you're picking up a keeper. You're picking up a keeper in Gurley. He's young. Uh, he's a top five running back. And 
I, I, I think that I, I don't think make my mouth pregnant is really going anywhere this season. Worse than the Jets, I still think has a team that can compete. You what know, do you think? I, I think we've all been wondering this. I still don't know how make my mouth pregnant ever won a championship, especially with Benjamin Watson on Baltimore as his, as a starting tight end. Um, I, I think that he's still resting on his laurels from that season. I think he's in shock that he even won. Um, and I think he's making his own mouth pregnant right now. Um, <laughs> now that being, that being said, um, I think that worse than the jets is probably, uh, itching to get Mike Evans, but he might be concerned about having both Tampa Bay wideouts mm-hmm. being that he has Godwin, the Godfather, AKA Chris Corleone. And, <laughs> So it's it's fair to say that Jameis Winston has a um, uh, one week favorite, a different favorite the next week, and just as we've seen, it's inconsistent who will receive uh, the, the the end zone passes. But I think at this point, if you're worse than the Jets, um, you know he's been he's been uh, resting on Gurley ever since he drafted him a few years ago. Um, you know I think it's time to give it up. You know, I think, uh, you know, sell what you got and uh, and start anew. I agree. I agree. I think, look, I think if you're in a league like this, where especially this season where it is very competitive, you got to make a move. You got to do something. You got to do something that's going to shake things up for your team. And you got to take a chance. Look, it might not pay off. Um, but in order to move the ball forward, I think you got to make a, a move. All right. Let's go into the power rankings. I got my top five power rankings here, and I want to go through those. Number five, I got the Natabros. So great first two weeks. They lose a heartbreaker to you by one point. One point losses are the fucking worst. Uh, Eckler has been fantastic this year, but with Melvin Gordon coming back, obviously that's going to limit his touches and in turn his numbers. Josh Jacobs has underperformed. Beckham's had one good game so far this year. Uh, a lot of question marks. I got the Natterbros at five. At number four, we got Chuckles. Just a well-balanced team. Dak playing better than ever right now. Uh, Cincy finally gave Joe Mixon the ball uh, last week, and he put up 15 against a stingy Buffalo defense, which is encouraging for them. Julio Jones puts up numbers every single week. He's a freak. Um, now, What can Chuckles get from John Ross, Miles Sanders? Those guys will be key. I got Chuckles at four. Number three, I got Noah's Ark. Uh, They lose their first game of the year. They win their next two, treading in the right direction. Great productivity from his stars. Again, Elliott's been awesome. Ertz has put up double digits in every game. Deshaun Watson's last two games, or his first game and his last game have been monstrous. So he looks great. Um... You don't quite know what you're going to get from the others. Fitzgerald has been decent, but he's 60 years old. He won't be able to, to keep up this level throughout the year. Carryon Johnson can give you three one week and 20 the next. Very un- unpredictable. Um, but if the Fitzgeralds, if the Johnsons, if the Walkers, that's Delaney Walker, can stay between that 8 to 12 point range, hit singles, uh, Noah's Ark will be right where they were last year. Um, number two, 2019 is my year. Is 2019 his year? We've talked a lot about him. Um, he has an unbelievable wide receiver core. Mike Evans, Amari Cooper, Cooper Cup. Strong three wide receivers there. The Baltimore guys, Lamar Jackson, 
Mark Ingram, Mark Andrews have all been fantastic. Andrews right now is hurt, so we'll have to see what happens with 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 him. Uh, do we believe in this team? That's the big question. Do we believe 2019 is my year after 13 years of being at the bottom of this league? Is this is this finally the year that he turns it around, makes the playoffs, and potentially makes a run at the, the championship? We'll see. Um, they've been a laughing stock, but this has definitely been a change. And, and, and as I mentioned, notice the ad drops. He's been active on those ad drops every single week. I would venture to say that 2019 is my year's friends. I'm not his friend, but I would say his friends know about his team. He's talking to his friends about it. He's bringing up the conversation about football, leading it to fantasy, just so he can tell them who's on his team. I'd say that's happening. And number one, it pains me to say, but number one is Arliss. You got to give it to him. The only undefeated team, first in points. What can I say? Patty Mahomes is playing at a crazy level right now. Football is never this, – this, this, is, this is one thing I was thinking about earlier. Football's never really had like a Michael Jordan-esque guy. Every superstar in football, they talk about in reference to their position. He's the best running back at his position or wide receiver, quarterback. Uh, Mahomes might be the closest thing to that transcendent Michael Jordan type player that this sport has, has, has ever seen. Tom Brady has been the face of football, but he's a system guy. He's more like a Tim Duncan. Uh, Mahomes is LeBron. Mahomes is Jordan. We've never seen anything like him before. Uh, he's, as long as he's healthy, um, he's going to be putting up monstrous numbers every single week and Arliss is going to benefit from that. Uh, what else? He's got Kamara playing extremely well. Chubb playing well. Uh, how about Evan Ingram? Um, now he's got Daniel Jones with him. He looks like a stud. Uh, and you have to give credit where credit is due. Uh, Arliss's last two picks of the draft were McCall Hardman putting up 12 and 15 respectively in his last two games and Joey Sly, his kicker. Last pick of the draft for Arliss. Uh, probably has the best range of any kicker in the league, has been putting up great numbers. Barring any injuries, this is one of the best teams Arliss has had, which is another reason why some of these other teams who are in the hunt, it would behoove them to, to make a move, to take a risk, because this is a team that doesn't look, look like they're going anywhere. Out of my top five power rankings there, what are your thoughts? Where do you disagree? Who would you move? Well, you know, the Chiefs, they lose their all-pro wideout. Um, you know, their uh, their starting running back goes down, and they pick up an 80-year-old who uh, actually Arliss had in his prime, um, who himself goes down, and now they bring in uh, a no-name. Who are you referring to? D. Williams. Damian Williams. No, of course. No, Damian Williams down. Yeah. Shady McCoy comes in, then goes down. Right. And now they're starting Darwin Williams, okay, not survival of the fittest. And um, Mahomes is is still the MVP. It doesn't matter who they have. He's making everyone better. And, um, you know, it, 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 you know, it goes without, without saying that, um, you know, from the top down, you know, Kamara, the Predator, um, you know, Chubb. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't know, barring any, any setbacks, uh, it's going to be hard to compete with that team. 
Um, you know, I think 2000, I, I would agree with 2019. I like him in second. And I do like, uh, I might even might even push Noah's Ark into second place. I just like their momentum right now. I really like the roster. It's got a similar feel to last year. Um, I would take Chuckles out of the top five. I would drop Natterbros to four. Um, I think that they've been, they're, I don't, I just don't see the Natterbros. They've been kind of, they haven't had their, 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 their head has not been in the game for the past few years. And I, 175 in week one. And I think that some, something happened this off season where uh, the Natterbros just got back into focus um, sort of like, um, but you know, they're, they're so, I, I mean, I think the, the competitive nature that is Natterbros and, and a two time champ is now, here in all its glory. So, um, be aware. And so I think that those are probably my top three. Um, and, uh, of course, you know, we have the mole at 10, um, and 12, 12, excuse me. Um, I put make my mouth pregnant at 11 and, uh, you know, I think, think I'd keep it at about there. All right. Um, okay. And I do want to talk about the, uh, I want to talk about the top matchups for this week. Because there are so many intriguing matchups coming up this this week. You're involved in one of them. I'm involved in the other. But before we even get to it, uh, I need to ask you a few questions about last season. Coming off a championship, it was one of the most improbable runs that we've seen in 12 Tribes history. I think in your last 10 games, you went 9-1 and one, uh, to win the championship against Arliss. Um, what was that season like for you? Oh, it was. Uh, well, I my feet didn't touch the ground after the third week. Um, it was. Uh, I you know I'll just put it as the stars aligning. You know I felt that um, everything just happens for a reason, and um, you know I think that that season really. You know I I didn't blow my load until the last week. Now I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this, but uh, mid season last year. I recorded a modcast with the beef and he offered up a beef Wellington to the champion, which you became the champion, but did not collect on the beef Wellington. What, what was your reasoning behind that? So just in all, in all honesty, um, I selfishly thought that the, uh, Wellington was, um, I had no time limit on the use of the Wellington and I selfishly wanted to use that on myself and uh, maybe a special lady. Um, and really it should have been used for probably some myself and former champions would have been nice. You know, a few, maybe a champion's dinner, um, at, at the home of the beef could have been the beasts could have been the Nata bros could have been any, any past champions, um, in retrospect, as I thought about it. And, uh, you know, I'm going to take this one to the grave, use it for motivation, and, uh, you know, it's uh, it's a regret that I'll have to live with. And and for the record, the rules stated that you had until the beginning of this season to collect on the beef. So it has expired. I believe that beef was for you and a guest of your choice. Uh, could have been a nice lady. Could have been a former champion. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's, that's one that does sting. Um, how many beef Wellingtons have you had in your life? Not more than one. What was that experience like for you? 
Um, I didn't know what I was eating, and I <laughs> I thought it was uh, strange to see uh, a steak wrapped in puff pastry. Um, and uh, I think it was just a little too too heavy for me at the time. Mm-hmm. And now you think you can handle it? You know, I, I you know I might go down to Ruth Chris right after this and order one. Uh, now you start the season with a name change again, coming off the heels of a champ of, of a championship as freshest, you change over to MD Torsky or Torsky MD. Uh, talk to me about that. What, what was your thinking behind that? You're a champion. It's, it's, it's typically in sports superstitious to keep everything the same way as you did it previously. If you've had success, uh, we've heard stories of athletes not changing their shoes or socks or, you know, having the same routine, let alone changing their name. Uh, talk to us about that. Well, you know, Schmooze, I think, um, we, uh, we wanted to do something that was more, um, you know, I think, uh, more true to us and, um, what 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 I realized in doing that was, um, you know, we uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, and I think we learned that early, and I think we cut our losses early enough. And um, you know, um, and now one and zero this season as freshest. And uh, yeah, so um, you know, if 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 you uh, just um, you know have a Mentos. Now, last question for you, uh, winning a championship, obviously you have a lot of press, a lot of events to go to. Um, what was the highlight of the off season for you, uh, on your championship tour? Well, we were, we were in, uh, Disneyland. We went to, um, you know, Magic Kingdom, Epcot, uh, we had drinks with the queen, uh, I saw the U.S. Open. Uh, I saw Nadal win, my favorite. Um, but uh, I think the real highlight um, was probably, um, you know, uh, probably rubbing one out with my apartment door open. Um, and uh, risky, yeah. I, th- I enjoy the added, uh, the added sense of adrenaline. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it. Um, all right. So as we wrap up here, I want to go through the key week four matchups. All right. Again, one involving me, one involving you. And then, and then I think the matchup of the week. So let's start with the Natabros versus Chuckles, both teams sitting at two and one. Um, Natabros get off to a good start. Uh, it's a little unclear, where they're going from here on out with some question with, with some questions that need answering on their roster. Uh, tough loss last week. Chuckles, the most unpredictable team in our league, also at two and one right now. I got the Natterbro squeaking this one out, 117 109. What say you? You know, I think Chuckles is um, is hard to predict, and I think he really is either ultra humble about fantasy or just doesn't care to talk about it. And I can't tell which one it is. 
but he does have Dak Prescott. Uh, he's who's in a really powerful offense right now. Um, so he is not a team uh, to take lightly. Um, but uh, this potentially being Eckler's last week as a starter, uh, along with the underperformance of anyone on the Falcons besides Hooper. Um, I, I also like Josh Jacobs for a big bounce back this week. Um, I, I like the Natter Bros uh, in this one by by 10. Okay. Uh, you, my friend, have a huge matchup this week against uh, the aforementioned 2019 is is my year. Um, and I guess we'll find out if 2019 is his year. You know, does does he win this go and go three and one, or does he fall back into mediocrity and fall to two and two? Um, I got the upset here. It's not because you're sitting here. I just feel with the name change, with the with the momentum of the win last week. Uh, I think you squeak this one out. I think this is an ugly matchup. I think it's a low-scoring affair. I got you winning 110-104. What do you think? You know, there's nothing I would like to do more than wake up on Monday morning and see 2019 back in mediocrity. Um, And I really hope that. But uh, if there's anything I learned from my days on the trading floor um, back in the 80s, it's to always hedge your bets. And because... And I'm going to go – I'm going to take the favorite here, and I'm going to take the Lamar Jackson-led uh, 2019 as my year, and I'm going to take them by 15. He's also got Cooper Cup in a flex at home against Tampa Bay, really as the number one receiver there in L.A., and I, I, uh, he's, he's a powerhouse right now. All right, betting against yourself there. Is there some reverse psychology there? I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, and then the Perp Plus Great Hair No Fuss matchup of the week. I got a pair of teams that are one and two, teams that are that have underachieved um, but remain in contention. Of course, I'm talking about the King of All Beasts and worse than the Jets. Um, I'm not a math major like yourself. Both teams sitting at one and two. One team will be at 500 after this week, and the other team will fall to one and three. Uh, it's a big week. Um, what do you think? I got worse than the Jets in a classic 119-116. What do you think here? I like I, I, I hope you're right. I like we all like a close matchup. Um I you know, I think that worse than the Jets could really, really use a victory for morale, for momentum. To be honest, um, while they have been a worthy competitor uh in the past, I worry that a one in four or a one in three start might just demoralize them to the point to throw the season. Uh, on the other hand, uh, watch out for the high ceiling, low floor, boom, bust, um, baby-faced DJ, DJ, oh, DJ1S, Daniel Jones, the rookie. Um, no one thought he would be drafted. Duke, um, it wasn't Coach K. Um, you got Zion Williamson, you got Daniel Jones, and you got Shane Battier. That's right. Uh, so who do you got? Well, um, I'm not going to speak too much about Jeff's team because I don't want to give any secrets. Um, but uh, I will say that I'm going to take uh, I'm, I'm going to take uh, the return of the king, um, and I don't think it's going to be close. All right. Well, there you have it. Um, yeah, a lot of intriguing matchups this week. And this is where it starts to get interesting, right? Everyone's had their divisional games. Now they go outside the division. That's where things start to get interesting. 
so yeah, it'll be fun to watch as we as we uh, finish up here. Any any final words as we head into week four? Um, I think I'm really most uh, looking forward to uh, all the ups and downs of the seasons. You know, it's kind of like. Uh, uh, a polynomial graph. You don't know how many uh, changes in slope there's going to be. And so um, that's what really excites me. You know, teams, uh, you know, uh, at the beginning of the year who could start off hot, you know, might slow down and vice versa. And so, you know, I really look to see who's going to make that run when it matters the most. Um, and uh, again, can Noah keep those patches patched up? Um, or is he really trying to, um, you know, put a Band-Aid over a really deep leak? Again, the parity in this league this season uh, has, been, has been new. We, we haven't seen anything like this in a very long time. And there are still a lot of questions that are yet to be answered. And I think we'll start to get some of those answers probably this week. So, Freshest. Uh, it's been great having you. Thanks a lot for joining us today on the mod. Hope to have you back sometime. Uh, to everyone else, Shana Tova. Uh, hope everyone's doing well. Have a great week. And uh, we'll see you next time here on the 12 Tries Podcast on the Schmooze. Now available from Spotify, a four-member family group plan for only $14.99. That's only three plans for the entire league.